Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, tape live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Today on Going In Raw, we're going to be talking about Impact Wrestling. What's up next for the champion, Josh Alexander? I'm talking about some NXT UK with some brand new NXT UK tag champions. But first, let's dive into the backstage details. The real story, the scoop of the shakeup at WWE. Thanks to Vince McMahon's hush money scandal. Yeah. Larson, what's going on? Uh, so uh, PW, PW Insider, sorry, is reporting. That interim WWE CEO, Stephanie McMahon, had an all-hands-on deck meeting yesterday, so that would be Thursday, and addressed the WWE board's investigation into her father. According to PW Insider, Stephanie stated that Vince had, quote, stepped back and added that, quote, she loves her father and that she loves WWE and will be doing everything she can for the company in the days ahead. They also note that as of this week, Stephanie has been actively involved in meetings that usually would have seen Vince McMahon taking part in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer offered up some details on how Stephanie was appointed interim CEO, stating, quote, Stephanie McMahon uh, being put in power was said to be based on the decision of a special committee, which would be the eight members of the board of directors that were not Nick Khan, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, or Paul Levesque, of course, mm. Triple H. 
That is a little bit of interesting context right there, you know, for people who think, oh, she's just going to be a puppet for the old man. Although, as CEO, you would think that she'd be able to make decisions like, hey, head of creative, don't go out there. But then, <clears throat> I don't know, ratings seem to be up, so... <laughs> Maybe maybe Vince does know best. Maybe I'm showing up, Oof. going out there and saying, together. Maybe that's the key to, to higher ratings. Man, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It isn't the the, the other thing though. It's interesting. The yeah. uh, you know the fact that uh, they're at least in this situation seem to be uh, being run like an actual company mm-hmm. <laughs> where Vince under investigation actually recused himself <laughs> right. from a <Yeah>. vote. <laughs> they're um, doing some normal stuff there. Yeah, I want you know I wonder if there's you know legal apparatuses in place based on you know their corporate structure that they have to lay out in such an event. Well, they're a publicly traded company, so, so you they think have they would to have do to. some of that stuff. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not a, a financial legal mind by any stretch of the imagination, but you would think that would have to happen. One of the most terrifying scenes in succession was early on when Kendall was going to try to hold that vote, mm-hmm. and his dad was supposed to be outside the office oh, when it's happening. staring at all of them. I know. <laughs> He's just in there eviscerating everybody, and they're like, no, we're good, Kendall. Sorry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I ma- I imagine that's Vince. You know, they're like, hey, the the board is going to get together and decide these things, and he's like, no chance. <laughs> what you good doing the dance? Oh God damn it, pal! I'll be just right outside. <laughs> oh no, dad. Dad's supposed to be further back. He's not. He's not supposed to be here intimidating us. Uh, I'm going to be able to make eye contact with every one of you. Speaking of Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, aka the game, the uh, Cerebral King Assassin. of Kings, yeah. Cerebral Assassin, yes, the leader of DX, things. all that. Uh, so, John Pollock, of course, uh, reported yesterday that Triple H spoke at Wednesday. The w- Wednesday. I'm Not sorry, yesterday. it was Wednesday. Yeah, uh, that w- that Triple H spoke at the WWE Performance Center and announced, "I'm back." We talked about this on the on the AEW review that mm-hmm. night. Uh, but he didn't really have any additional details as to what the game's role might end up being. In the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer offers up some potential details. He says this. Uh, then on June 22nd, that was Wednesday, Paul Levesque, Triple H, had a meeting with talent and officials in Orlando, Florida. He said he was back but didn't explain what he meant. Multiple people at the meeting noted him using the words, I'm back, but he never made clear if he was back in charge of NXT or just back at work, which he's been for some time, but hadn't been back to Orlando. Levesque had been a longtime head of talent relations before being removed from the position quietly. There had been talk before any of this went down with Vince that Levesque was going to be back in a bigger role shortly, so this is likely not related to the investigation, although the timing would indicate the time of this move could be related in some form. Meltzer, he's had a long week. Seemingly. (laughs) He's had a long week. Uh, He says he did indicate that there would be things changing, but could not go into detail on them just yet. So that's in that last sentence, sort of the pertinent info there. He did indicate that things there would be changing. Yeah. Things you get to change around here. Yeah. And as far as as far as Triple H going uh, coming back to a larger role, does that mean he's going to resume some of the responsibilities he had before his cardiac event? Um, is he going to take on a different role? Mm-hmm. Um, we again, other than uh, I'm back, which could mean I'm back in charge of NXT. I'm just back in Orlando. Yeah, I'm back at the Performance Center. I mean, things are going to change around here. Look at this. There's a 
There's a bag of chips on the floor. It's just laying here. You guys need to start cleaning up after yourselves, okay? And he's looking who at the wants- bag of chips. He's like, oh, sour cream and onion, my favorite. Starts eating. <laughs> who, who wants, who wants uh, cleanup duty after practice on Fridays? Okay, you, Broad, you want Broad Breaker, you want Fridays? Locker room leader right there, everybody, yes. stepping up to the plate. Yes, starting off his weekend, cleaning up the locker room. You, McDonough, you get Tuesdays and Thursdays. You're new. <laughs> McDonough <laughs> from the McDonough family wrestling. Oh man. So, uh, yeah, anyways. Um, and it, it's look, it's all just an evolving thing. You know, the carnies are figuring out how the real world <laughs> works now. And, uh, we get to, we get to sit around, uh, sit here and, uh, and watch the, uh, watch the ride happen, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there's a lot of kind of, uh, uh little tidbits of news and it's all pretty vague. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, hard to make any real determinations on what larger role triple h might have when we don't know what would constitute a larger role what he is actually even up to doing now yeah right we don't know any of those things so yeah without more details it's kind of like okay larger role for triple h okay yeah right whatever on. that is yeah who's who's in charge of catering these days you're just ordering from wawa are you kidding me get out of here with that where's the prime rib well, you don't you think you don't think Triple H has had his fair share of wa- delicious Wawa sandwiches? I've heard nothing Look, but a, good things I'm about big, the Wawa sandwiches. I'm as big a fan of Wawa as anybody. But come on, this is supposed to be the premier performance center in the country. He's the only one in the country. He's really the anyways. only one in the country. And there's a Wawa just down the street. I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> there's got to be. I think they're everywhere there. Yeah, I think the Wawas are everywhere down there in Florida. Speaking of uh, not Florida, but no, uh, a couple hundred, couple hundred miles uh, north of, I guess, the tip of Florida or the uh, the the top end of Florida, there, the north of it. Panhandle wrestling went down. Fallout. Panhandle. That's what you're talking about. Panhandle. That's of what Florida. I'm talking about. The but Orlando's not in the Panhandle. Oh my god! Can we just cut this part out? Impact wrestling. Let's talk about Impact wrestling, Larson. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Why'd they start so, the show out with 20 minutes of talking? This is like uh, you, you get like a quarter of your show, and it's just honor no more. Yapping away about it, not a whole hell of a lot. Look, Impact Wrestling. I'm going to look directly at Impact Wrestling. Yeah, say it to camera, Steve. Scott Impact, listen, if we're going to be taking our time here going in raw to cover your show, you can't be dropping 20-minute authority-esque promos at the beginning of your show. Honor No More comes out. As much as I like Honor No More, there is one person in Honor No More. Sorry, I don't actually like them. I was going to say. No, I think they're fine wrestlers. I think they're fine wrestlers. Um, as much as I respect that they're there, there's one person who should be talking, and that's Maria. Yep. And that's it. Nobody else should be talking there. Certainly not Matt Taven. Uh, so, yeah, they come out, and it's like literally, like you said, I think it was like maybe five minutes of recap of the show, which Slammiversary is a big show. You can have yeah. a recap on that. Yeah. And then it was like to 17. It was like literally 12 full actual minutes of them just talking mm-hmm. and they'd pass the microphone to each one and they just talk. Yep. I think yeah. we got, a, it was like 25 or so minutes before the first match started. It was a while. It was, it was very, a while because there was that yeah. opening segment and then you had uh, Giselle Shaw talking to Alicia Edwards and then you had Honor No More confronting Scott Tamore. So the first three segments of Impact which usually, usually, every once in a while they do, but usually don't do these extended promo segments. Now you got the first third of your show, basically, with no actual wrestling in it, and that's just atypical of Impact. 
It is. It is. And that's why we're sort of harping on it right now, because it's it's not typical of impact and it's not something we want to see from impact. So Scott impact. Uh, let's let's cut this out anyways. So I don't know more comes out. They just talk a lot. They sort of lay into PCO a little bit. Yeah, I thought, uh, well, here's the thing, too. Sorry, I'll, I'll, to interject no, here. Ahead. So go they ahead. spend a whole lot of time complaining about losing, but then they say they didn't lose because there's like basically a conspiracy against them. It was all set up for they're going to lose anyways. And then it seemed like, oh, if they didn't kick PCO out, at least there's movement. There's yeah, right. story progress and development. And then Vinny steps in and goes, no, 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 no. I, I didn't bring PCO back to life just for this to happen. And then he just goes on about the conspiracy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you teased us with something actually moving forward, but it's not happening, and it's a mm-hmm. bummer. Cause, so Taven talks some more. Uh, uh, people blaming him for the end of Ring of Honor, and he said no. Uh, so any, anyways, eventually America's Most Wanted, James Storm, uh, Chris Harris come out, and then they're like, hey, we grew up at a, we came up in a time when you had to claw to the top and earn respect from your the peers and fans. Uh, you know, we've been doing this for over 25 years, a time when wrestlers look like wrestlers and not bums. Um, he says, but the problem is if they were good, they would have, if, if, uh, I don't know more, were good. They would have learned from their loss. They would, they would have gotten to learn, but the problem is that they just suck. I mean, was he, was he referencing directly Vincent? <laughs> <When> oh, <laughs> with said, the, the bum when thing? they look like bums, because he looks like, you know, he might, you know, have seen his fair I think, share I think, of uh, I think, I think that was the idea, yes. Okay. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah. And then Kenny King, Kenny King talks some crap, and then Chris Harris uh, talks some crap, and eventually uh, Brawl breaks out. The Good Brothers come out too. Uh, and then the Briscoes come to make the save. I'm going to tell you, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's a creative misstep to have the Briscoes be like super cool with the Good Brothers just because they had a tag match and they lost. Mm-hmm. I need that. I want to see that fire, that mm-hmm. hunger, that passion. You beat me. I'm not going to be your friend, especially when leading up to this. They went to their chicken farm and talked a bunch of shit, started a fight with their dad. And now they're buddies. I don't buy it. Yeah. Oh, I buy it. I'm, t- I'm totally with it. You know, it's like, dude, they've been like 18,000 time champions already. We've been, we've been over this. I know. I'm cool with it. Cause it's like, Hey, you've, you've been champions. You know, it's like, Hey, there's a time and a place. We'll step up at some point when all this is said and done. Hey, but, but why, guys, why are you in the wrestling business if not to make money and, and, and win gold and you make more money when you're champion? Well, it's been established that the Briscoes, for as 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 prolific uh, of champions they were, they have been in the past, they're also chicken farmers. Yeah. So, like, hey, this, this, this wrestling stuff is a lot of fun, but our core business is chicken farm. But you think the money they earn from wrestling – they can expand their chicken farm operation. Man, they were in Ring of Honor. They didn't earn no money from wrestling. How much do you think they make in Ring of Honor? Like fifty bucks a match? No, they're probably they're probably a couple of the highest, highest paid uh, performers in Ring of Honor because they've been there forever. Hundred dollars a match, max. They're probably max. making they're probably making yep. hundred thousand a year. You're probably right, but I was just trying to make a joke here. Yeah, you were trying to. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Anyways, after that, uh, Giselle Shaw walks up to Alicia Edwards. They have an awkward confrontation. She's like, hey, uh, uh, who's your coach, Alicia? And Alicia says, you're supposed to be my coach, but you're scared of Masha Slamovich. Who wouldn't be, by the way? Yeah, no. So Giselle says, I'm not scared. I just don't want anything to do with her. <laughs> and Alicia says, what? You're scared? What are you talking about? She's like, no, nah, I just don't want anything to do with her. It's like it's sort of the same thing. She's like, we're supposed to be a team. And uh, she says, uh, but you don't work well with others. For example, ask Lady Frost, who just asked for her release. Uh, Shaw tells Alicia, she says, if you like her so much, why don't you team up with her? And Alicia says, that's a good idea. I'm going to team up with her so much, she's going to ask for her release. She says, I'm going to find other knockouts don't like you, too. And then Shaw says, I'm destined for tag gold. I just need to find a partner. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you find a partner first and then consider yourself destined for tag team gold? You would think this so. This is backwards. I, this is backwards here. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, so the Not or No More, they go find Scott Demore backstage, confront him, and they, they were complaining about what just happened out there saying slam anniversary was a fluke. Um, and S- Scott says, all right, if you want an opportunity, you get another opportunity. Ten man tags your specialty, you get another one. And against all odds, five of you against good brothers, Briscoes, and James Storm. And I need a main event tonight. So Eddie, Tave, and Bennett, you're in main event against Briscoes and James Storm. Yup. Uh, after that, we had Chelsea Green versus Mia Yim. Uh, so Deanna Prazo came out here first shenanigans she was on commentary but then at one point when Mia Yim went up top Deanna pushes her off the top rope while the ref was checking on Chelsea Green Mm -hmm. and Mickey James hardcore country comes running down ringside tackles Deanna and then uh, Chelsea goes for an unprettier Mia Yim escapes that and then hits her finish eat defeat for the win yep Uh, then we had an influence interview uh, and Madison Rain has like a bandage on her nose idea yeah. is that it's broken right so uh they're asked you know hey it's pretty clear what happened to, uh, at a uh, slam anniversary and Tanil says yeah it is pretty clear what happened referencing the broken nose on madison and then uh 
she was trying to blame uh, Rosemary and Taya for it. And then Gia says, well, it happened because you you two ran into each other. And Tennille says, oh, honestly, I can't remember what happened because I have an egg on the back of my head. You know, she has like a welt. And mm-hmm. Madison says, you know, that you wouldn't have that on the back of your head if we hadn't knocked heads. And so Giselle Shaw steps in and says, hey, it looks like you need a fill-in. Why not me? <laughs> and then they go back and forth a little bit, and ultimately Madison says, well, you know what? If you take out Rosemary or Taya, maybe it'd be something we, we would consider. And just, just uh, Giselle says, consider it done. This is very this is like a Kevin Durant thing. He's like, hey, guys, you just want a championship? I want in on that. <laughs> but here's the problem. In basketball, it's five people on the court, 12 mm-hmm. people on the entire team. Mm-hmm. In in tag team action, there's only there's two people. Two. And only so one person in the rig at the time. She's trying to finagle her way into a tag team destined for tag team gold. Yep. 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 Sort of <clears throat> just a, sort of an oddball situation there. Indeed it is, Steve. Indeed. Then yeah. we got uh Bupinder Gujar and Shark Boy taking on Zicky Dice. Shark Boy and Johnny Swinger. Uh, Gujar hits uh, Dice with that awesome gargoyle spear to get the win. Mm-hmm. That's a cool move. It is a cool move. And then Diener and Joe Doring come out, hit the ring. They lay everybody out. Uh, Diener grabs the mic, says, we're not going anywhere till Josh Alexander comes out to the ring right now. So we go to com- mm-hmm. commercial, come back. Josh Alexander comes to the ring. And he's like, I wonder what you're going to say. And then Cody says, it's not what I, what, what I, what I need to say. It's what you need to feel. How does it feel to stand across the ring from your demise? How does it feel to stand across the ring from Confused Cowboy, Joe Dorn? Confused co- Cowboy, yeah. The man who's never been pinned in an impact ring. And the man who's challenging you for the title at against all odds. And he says, Josh, I know how you feel. I've seen it in your eyes. You're afraid. Embrace that fear. Embrace the fact the last time you stepped in the ring with Joe, you lost. Embrace the fact that he can't be beat Joe and embrace the fact that against all odds, they accomplish their mission and bring the title home to the family of violent by design. And Josh says, well, your family seems to be thinning out. Why isn't Eric Young out here to deliver this news, huh? Where am I? Where'd I go? And he says, I have my doubt that Eric Young has anything to do with this because uh, he knows that Eric Young hasn't been seen since Slammiversary. And pretty soon, the same thing is going to happen to Joe Doring. And that means, Diener, you're going to be on your own out here. So Joe Doring, bang, punches Josh Alexander. Whoop. We eventually get a bit bit of a fight. Uh, uh, Doring and Diener beat up Josh. And then the match between Josh Alexander and Diener happens right after that. I'm on vacation. Vacation by design. There we go. Josh Alexander versus Cody Diener, like you said, was up next. Cody Diener ends up tapping out mm-hmm. to an ankle lock in this match for Josh Alexander to pick up the win, but it seems like, yeah, man, we're getting confused, Cowboy, versus Josh Alexander at Against All Odds mm-hmm. uh, coming up. Uh, That's like I think on the first, so week from Friday, week from today. Yeah, man. The uh, uh, the era of Confused Cowboy begins it's at hand. It's nearly at at Against hand. All Odds, of course, uh, named after the wonderful Phil Collins song. Yeah. Against all odds. From the What's movie of the same name. <laughs> What's your favorite Phil Collins song? Alert? Oh, it's got to be in the air tonight. Take that one out because that's sort of the popular thing. Right? Oh, then probably it's the studio. Although Land of Confusion is very good too. 
Wasn't Land of Confusion like technically Genesis? Yeah, it is. But he was like the primary songwriter for Genesis. Wasn't really? It? Yeah, he was basically Genesis. Yeah, uh, Land. That's a good one. I think Against All Odds might be after In the Air Tonight might be my favorite. Oh wow! One. Take a look at me now. Take a look at me now, because I am confused, cowboy. Sorry, See, standing here at against all odds as a new <laughs> impact champion. <laughs> don't don't encourage me, man. Come on. Anyways, Frankie K's here. This the is future. the impact review. We can have fun with it. <laughs> the, the future. Nothing funny about the future, Larson. Frankie no. Kazarian had an no. interview. And he said Slammiversary 2022 was one of the greatest nights in his career. He says, for a normal person, for a normie, that would give them some sort of sense of closure. He says, but I've never been accused of being a normal person. I'm a weirdo. He says, I came to Impact to answer a challenge, to settle my rivalry with Chris Sabin. He said, that got taken away from me. So I challenged Sabin to a match next week. Yeah. Uh, then we had a Jordan Grace promo from after her win at Slammiversary where she was thanking Tasha Steeles. I accidentally fast-forwarded through most of this, um, and I didn't have an opportunity to go back and watch the rest of it. <laughs> accidentally. Well, fast. you know, like sometimes if it looks like there's, you know, they'll have like clips of where other do you, stuff. What do you watch this on? On YouTube. Oh, okay. okay if it, yeah. there's like clips or something that I, I've seen, I was like, all right, I don't need to see this. And I, I, I move ahead or, or they'll do replays or people celebrating after their match. I was like, okay, I just want to move on. Are you watching on your laptop or on the television? On the laptop. Oh, okay. And so I just skipped yeah. ahead. Okay, and then I, I skipped you. ahead and saw a Jordan Grace interview from Slammiversary. I was like, oh, I should probably pay attention to this. And mm-hmm, I caught the yeah. very end of it. Yeah. It was just some stuff. Tasha Steeles uh, says, uh, responds to it. Saying Jordan shouldn't be thanking me because at against all odds, uh, she says I'm going to get my back my knockouts title. She said, but Jordan thinks she's the strongest woman on the roster. If Jordan gets past Savannah Evans next week, <laughs> which everybody does, mm-hmm. she says uh, I'll see her at against all odds. You coming back to me is against, against the odds. odds. It's a chance I gotta take to get my knockouts title. Uh, then we had Sammy Callahan versus Jack Price. Sammy wins with the pile driver in pretty quick fashion. Moose comes out to the ring, spears Sammy, hits him with the chair a bunch of times, and then hits an Uranagi through a table set up ringside. I thought Jack Price had a good chance here, but oh, you'd have thought Jack Price in his debut match they'd have he'd have to win, right? You'd think so. Guess not. That young upstart Sammy Callahan proved me wrong. <laughs> Low price. Uh, <laughs> Jack discount. I did. Hey, wasn't it? It was. It was pretty. I haven't seen Sammy do this. I didn't notice it's Slam anniversary. He had the snorri cam on for his entrance. <laughs> he did. Yeah. So for those who don't know, yeah. so it was. This is yeah. like a, a camera system that was developed. I think for uh, Requiem for a Dream, or maybe Requiem it was. For a dream. Or was did it? He did it. I think he had it on Pi. He, yeah. Pi, which he is like a, a camera system that the the actor would put on their body, and it's so it's 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 a camera that's set up so when the, the actor moves, the camera moves with them. Right, and it was used in Pi, I believe, and definitely in Requiem for a Dream. Um, and so, so Sammy comes out for his entrance, and the camera is attached to him, and so he spins yeah. around the rings. Anyways, I just noticed that; I thought it was funny. No, this is great. Hold on, I kind of want to watch the entrance again because I sort of noticed it when he first. <laughs> he totally had Snorri Camden. Oh my god, it looks cool. Yeah, it is pretty neat. <laughs> it totally looks like a scene from Requiem for a Dream. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I I, yeah. I, I I appreciate the Sammy's working in a bunch of movie references. I mean, obviously, like his branding now is all Pulp Fiction font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Grindhouse stuff. Yeah, yeah. And his video package now is a lot of you know, as you mentioned, Grindhouse movie type type thing. That's cool. Yeah, that is neat. That's neat. So it's pretty cool. 
Uh, uh, after that, we got the Briscoes backstage with America's Most Wanted. Good brother, step up. Tell them, hey, we got your back tonight. They all start walking out towards the ring. And then uh, uh, Chris Harris is, is joining them. And Storm's like, whoa, 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 where are you going? And oh, this Chris, is sad. It was. Chris Harris says, well, I'm going ringside with you. And James Storm says, no. No, you're not. You made a promise to your family and to me. You're not going out there because I guess he's got injury issues. Yeah. So he can't wrestle anymore. Um, and eventually Chris Harris goes, okay, yeah, I promise I won't go out there. And St- Storm says, go home. I got this. Yeah. Yeah, this was a bummer. He really wanted to help his friend. He did. Yeah, dude. Uh, anyways, yeah, I like the bit with the good brother stepping up to the Briscoes because I like when rivals become new best friends, Larson. That's what I like. I just felt like they haven't like they needed more battles together to earn that respect. Just one match, and they're sharing beers after going to their chicken farm. Wasn't it? Well, hold on a second. Now I think you're number one underselling the bonding uh, uh, aspect of going to a chicken farm and having a fight. Maybe we're not reading between the lines. Maybe the uh, you know afterward the chicken fight. Carl Anderson's like, hey, that farm was pretty nice. Can I have some tips about chicken farming? And one Dude, of the did you see like, Mark hey, Briscoe swing a giant rod at the Good Brothers? There was no this respect at, there. This is after that. They were like, hey, you want to know about chickens, man? I'll tell you about chicken, man. <laughs> no, I don't want to know about chicken, man. I want to know about chickens, man. Comma, man. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Anyways. I'm just trying to. I'm just. Trying, I, I like furthering the feud of us being on different pages with Briscoes I'll versus buy it. Good Brothers. I don't buy it, Steve. I buy it completely. There's got to be a turn coming up soon. The Good Brothers are just bringing the Briscoes closer and closer and closer. The bam, I turn on them. Well, they've had technically they've had three matches, right? Because didn't they have Two. a multiverse of matches match? There's that, and then the tag right. match. Chicken Farm. That's not chicken a match. That was a fight. fight. Oh come on, same thing, dude. No, chicken Farm. Did fight. anybody take a pin? It was a fight. It was a, a fight. Match, Anyways, two matches. I didn't take a pin. They took a friggin' wrench swing to the head. Yeah, a giant wrench. I mean, Doc Gallows almost took a pin to the chicken. They hit him in the head. They're like this, man. Hang die, baby. No, hang I'm die. Telling you, I'm telling you, a good brother's going to turn off. First chance Larson. they get. Hang die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, afterwards, that uh, Sammy Callahan was looking for Scott Impact, and instead he finds Gale Impact. Sammy says, hey, I want to I end this with Moose. And Gale's like, uh, okay, well, what's more violent than a monster's ball match? And Sammy says, I had a phone call on the payphone with an old friend. Sammy seems like a payphone guy, Larson. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> he says, and, I, and that old friend had a great idea. He meant a literal old friend because he was talking to Raven, who's old. Yeah, and he says, "I want Raven's Clockwork Orange House of Fun match, which I believe is a Warner Brothers IP, but whatever." Uh, Gail then says, "Okay, fine, you have match. You'd be correct. That'd be a, well. I mean, they they produced the movie. I have, I don't know if they still own the well. I think right. some of the characters of Clockwork Orange were in uh, that Space, Space Jam. Jam. Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, right. Yeah, they're part of the Warner Brother multiverse, dude. That's pretty wild. Yeah. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, then we had our main event, Honor No More versus the Briscoes. Honor No More ended up getting the win. Uh, Mark Briscoe hits Mike Bennett with the Death Valley driver, goes to the top, 
Taven knocks him off, and then Bennett and Taven hit their finish. It's like a backpack stunner Claymore combo. Uh, and then eventually, uh, uh, Honor No More, the rest of them come out. They beat the heck out of uh, the Briscoes. They beat the heck out of Storm. Good Brothers come out to beat the heck out of them, and then they uh, all take turns uh, destroying Mark Briscoe's leg. And it was kind of interesting because I felt like Bennett, yeah, had a good point. He was like beating up on like Jay or something like that, and he was like, "You should be one of us. You should mm-hmm. be one of us." Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, this right here, this brawl right here, bringing the Briscoes and the Good Brothers together. That's, that's the first. The that is the first good point you have made. <laughs> if respect to Thank this you. feud. Thank you. So I will give you credit there. Acknowledge me. I'll give you the credit. See, now if there was a thing. I just want validation, man. Now if there's a thing where where, uh, America's Most Wanted came out with the beers at Slammiversary and the Briscoes are like, nah, man, we just lost. I mean, thanks, but no thank you. I still say you're underselling the the bonding power of of a six-pack, man. Guys just had a fight, lost their titles, but hey, these guys are coming here saying, hey, you guys represent the best in tag team and Impact's all about that. Have some brewskis. I'm sold. I'm like, pfft. Let's crack them like, open. Nah, man, that's that's it's too soon, too soon. I'm still <laughs> sore over this loss. Mm-mm. You know what, man? Next Thursday we ball up. I'm gonna bring that apple fritter that you wanted, and when I beat you again, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, man, look, apple fritter." And then you're gonna be like, "Hang die." No, I'm gonna take the apple fritter and go sit by myself and, and cry <laughs> into that fritter about another loss. It's a big ass fritter, though. It is. It's all mine. <laughs> can, 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 I, can I have a can I have a piece of that fritter that I gave you? No. I'm stinging from a, a tough loss. I'm not going to share it. That's 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 my <laughs> consolation right there. Uh, all right, fair enough. Um, hey, before we right. get to the UK recap, now that uh, Tony Khan's press call before Forbidden Door has concluded, I think it yeah. might conclude before we start. But uh, PW Insider has a breakdown. We can go over some of the the salient bits here. If, if yeah, that yeah, like let's a good do time. it. Let's do it. All right. So this is all from PW Insider. I'll get the link in the description. Um, so I know he talks here about uh, the timeline when he fi- found out when he was getting people or having access to New Japan talent. And I guess, obviously, Punk and Tanahashi was planned from early on, and then I guess Orange Cassidy versus Osprey uh, was planned uh, seemingly pretty early on, too. But then uh, uh, Okada, I think I read that it was within the last week they found out that he'd be able to show up, mm. and then Jay White was not that much uh, uh, longer. Really? Them being involved in Forbidden Door, yeah. Jay White, wait, when did Jay White make his first appearance for... Oh, it was a while ago. Yeah. But I guess in terms of him being, like, for sure on the card. I don't know. Oh, I wonder if that's why there was all that ambiguity about, oh, Mm -hmm. you want to know I'm going to fight? I might not even be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Okada's not going to be there. Wow. All right. That's interesting to know. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. He talks about Brian Danielson's injury a little bit. Nobody asked a follow up on like why, oh, like they wouldn't have known. Like, was it travel issues? Like, because I mean, obviously the visa stuff is a is a heavy. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. Can't yeah. mess with that. Yeah. Huh. I wonder. Uh, I wonder why that is. Yeah. Um, he talks a bit about Brian Danielson's injury. Said that he was feeling better, but he says, "Uh, this is quote any chances if he's not feeling 100 percent, 100 percent of the time." And so Khan says, "Not matching happening." Um, he did in a on, said on busted wide open today. Promise that it's Brian's fill in is going to lead to another dream match scenario between Zack Saber Jr. and mystery opponent. Uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, we're, I mean, we've seen this news on Twitter. We're going to get one more match 
announced for the buy-in tonight on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Um, was that confirmed for the buy-in? Because I just saw the match was happening, and I just sort of speculated that it was the buy-in. No, it hasn't, I mean, it hasn't even been confirmed on AEW TV because I think Rampage tonight is live. I think. No, no, oh, they no, taped no. It? Rampage was taped. That's why, okay. that's why it was, yeah. It was gotcha. In, yeah. So, no, they, they haven't actually confirmed it. They probably won't until, uh, until, uh, until tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tony Khan apparently talked about uh, AEW's wellness policy. Oh, okay. What did he say about he that? Says, uh, they, he was asked if the company's looking into one, and he says they do have one. Um, and he says, uh, this is from PW Insider, they're here to support someone who comes to him and says they have a problem. Um, he talks about uh, Jeff Hardy being a treatment. Um let me see here. Uh, says if any talent, Tony Khan said if any talent needs help, he's here to stand by them and help them. If, any, if someone needs time off, they can get it, no matter how much money they draw or are needed by the company. Uh, he says they do have policies in place to make sure people come to work in a condition to work. There is a testing policy. He wants to stress that they are here to offer help for anyone who needs it. Hopefully they will come to them for help as opposed to getting in trouble and then coming to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's in, the the confirmation of a wellness policy is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, you talked a little bit about uh, working with Gato and Rocky Romero. Believes they got a good relationship. Oh, I think it was asked too about uh, another or more forbidden doors. Let me see. Yeah, right here. Um, he said they're already looking at the possibilities. They have a million-dollar gate in Chicago, so a sequel is to be expected. Um, he says there's so many stars between the companies. The hardest part of AEW is getting so many stars in, and this is why we have so many stars in the company. Uh, I think fans all over the world are excited about the show. Um, he says he made changes after talking to Danielson over the weekend. He feels good about the lineup as it stands now. That's interesting. That is interesting stuff. See how it all shake out on Sunday. Indeed. Right here at the tool. Well, not right here. You can get on Bleacher Report, but we're going to be watching it live. We are, but we won't Twitch, show the pay-per-view. We don't do that. Twitch.tv forward slash. My, my camera might slip here and there. Don't you do it. You know, if you want, if you want a frame you or two, maybe. You're, you're going to make a liar out of me if you do that, because everybody always asks me to say the thing, to do the yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and if I do it, and then you show it, then you you make me look like an a hole. And I don't. We have not that. just a career, but a bond, a relationship. And I got to I mean, have my integrity because like, I don't have much like, else. Number one, based on you, number one, interrupting me all the time, which is fine. But number two, uh, me undermining you all the time. So it's this is sort of how we just exist. Arguably, is the secret to our success. Can we talk about NXT UK now, please? Yeah. <laughs> New tag team champions. Uh, the, uh, the, the Briggs and Stratton guys. Yeah. From NXT... Um, I, so I didn't want to spoil I, for this for you because I thought you'd be excited about it. I want to be more excited about it. So here's the thing: I love everybody that was in that match. Phenomenal match. Elimination was great. Right? Mm-hmm. Came down to Briggs and Jensen, and I love them. I think they're terrific. Ah, uh, but you wanted D Familia to get that win, didn't you? Well, for two reasons. Number one, I love D Familia more than like anything, right? That's number one. There's actually a couple reasons. Well, number I mean, two, f- first of all, Tao Man's uh, 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 mistake 
was teaming up with uh, Raja and not Charlie Dempsey. You want to win those well, tag titles, you get Charlie Dempsey in that corner with you. You're absolutely right, but here's the thing. They kind of looked like assholes by the time that finish happened because, like, Tailman and Charlie Dempsey were on the apron. They get kicked off by Briggs or Jensen, I forget who, and then they hit their finish on Raja, the guy who's eating pins. And D-Familiates, they hang out in that apartment all day acting like they're, you know, these tough guys, these mafioso types. And they should beat the guys who are, you know, sort of new to NXT. Jet lag proper. Still, probably. Right. You know what the like, issue is, Steve? What do they have at these meetings? What do they always oh, no. have? <laughs> no food. They got no energy, man. They yeah, they got no energy. They're they're burning they're 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 running on fumes. Well, I my the thing is, and here's this is why I have to like always remember this is sadly, unfortunately for me, a big fan of UK, UK is developmental for NXT, which seems completely backwards because the vast majority of people in UK have been wrestling longer than the people in NXT, but that's just the way the ladder is. That's just the way they go up to NXT. Yep. So Briggs and Jensen, it benefits anything they do in UK. If it pertains to NXT UK, it's to help NXT. That's what happens. UK is there to help NXT if there is help needed. Mm -hmm. And in this case, yes, Briggs and Jensen, because they are above D-Familia on the ladder of WWE developmental, they're supposed to win this match. And that's fine as a fan of... All these teams, it just it's hard for me to make sense of it storyline wise because Briggs and Jensen are still relatively new. D Familia are supposed to be this intimidating act. And yeah, it kind of it's kind of a drag. Now, maybe by the time Briggs and Jensen's excursion in NXT UK is done with, D Familia will end up picking up those tag titles. I would think so. I would think so. But uh but in the interim, I, I love it for Briggs and Jensen for them to get their first shot. I think they have taken this sort of not great gimmick of just like this because they're very 1990s oh, and yeah. they've really run with it. They, they have, have good chemistry. They look like they're having tons of fun and that's what I like to see in my wrestling and they're developing as a tag team. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm fine with it. Not overwhelmingly happy just because it came at the cost of my dudes in D Familia. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I thought you'd be over the moon about it, but. Honestly, if if it was like, hey, we're going to take on if it was just like, I don't know, Jack Stars and uh, or I don't know. I like them, too. Oh, honestly, if it was Andrews and Wild Boar, because mm. that is the most thrown together tag team. But they've been friends would, for a long time, Steve. Um, I'll be ha I'll be much happier. <laughs> yeah, they've been, yeah, everybody in UK has been friends forever. Um, I'll be much because they all started wrestling when they were twelve. Yeah. Uh, I'll be much happier when Briggs and Jensen pick up the tag titles in NXT proper because that'll gotcha. be that'll be a big deal. But them gotcha. to come in, interrupt the flow of my show, not huge into it. But I appreciate you, you keeping know, the Look at it this way. Maybe I don't I don't know if how the timing lines up of all this. Although I think this was just taped. Um. Mm -hmm, yeah. You know, maybe uh, we'll get a couple weeks of uh, uh, Briggs and Jensen on NXT 2.0 with those UK tag titles. Mm -hmm, yeah, and then maybe people will be like, "Oh, I like, I like, I like Briggs and Jensen." Mm -hmm, yeah, I want to see more of them, so I'll watch NXT UK, and more people will start watching UK. There's a no look. There are definitely positives to it, and that's absolutely one of them. Happy for Briggs and Jensen; they've been working really hard. It's obvious. Um, so it, it it is it's it's good for them. Um, so yeah.
Anyways, uh, so yeah, unfortunately, that means that the current NXT UK champions, Ashton Smith, Oliver Carter, um, had to vacate them because at the beginning of the show, uh, they both come out and Smith, he's wearing a knee brace over his his knee, over his clothes, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says during the tag title win, he suffered, I believe it was um, MCL. MCL, MCL tear. tear. Yeah, okay. Uh, he said, we're looking forward to our first events against Brooks and Jensen. But uh, he says, the thing I'm dreading the most is looking Carter in the eye and letting him know I let him down. Carter says, Smith, you didn't let me down. Our goal is to become champions, and we did it. Um, I really hope these guys, once uh, he's fixed up, they get another run with the titles. Totally, totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, maybe if D'Familia has him after Brooks and Jensen, then by the time he gets back from the MCL, which is usually like six months or something like that. Six months usually for a a knee injury like that, yeah. So uh, Ashton Smith calls out Sid Scala. And Sid says, yeah, we've seen the medical reports. Circumstances are unfortunate, but NXT UK needs tag champions. So uh, Smith and Carter hand over the belts, and Smith asks Sid just to say it one more time. And Sid does. He says, NXT Universe, uh, show your appreciation for your tag team champions, uh, Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith. Yes. Sid said that very hesitantly. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know he why. Had, like he had no desire to do it. It's like, man, give him a little bit of chest, you I know? know? I know. Put, I know. Put your all into it, buddy. They're about to be off TV for six months. I know. I know. Come on, Sid. Come on, Sid. You so then Sid says the titles are vacant, so he and Johnny Sate are going to do something, but they're in it by D'Familia. Uh, they come out and say, we were never pinned in that tag title match, so uh, technically the tag title should be ours. So declare us champions. And then Sid says, I understand your position, but you're not the only team hungry for an opportunity. So then Briggs and Jensen come to the stage, as do uh, Andrews and Wild Boar and Mastiff and Stars. And then Sid says, main event, four-way elimination match to crown new tag team champions. Yep. Uh, after that, one of our favorite wrestlers in NXT, Saray, enters Mako Satamora's locker room, one of our favorite wrestlers in NXT UK. Uh, of course, uh, Millie McKenzie's there, not dancing still, sadly. Uh, her and Mako chat a little bit, and then Saray leaves, and Mako says uh, to Amelia, she says, hey, uh, we've got, she's not the only guest here. We've got Fallon Henley also here. Next week, you're going to face her. That has to be a win for Millie McKenzie, right? I can't say with a high degree of confidence, yes. Right? Ugh. Yeah. Uh, then we got a Shaw Samuels interview. Uh, he's asked, hey, what's going on? He says, I'm there to make some money. And, make, and take some bets. And Sid Scala walks by. And he's like, hey, if you see that Wolfgang used a scarf last week to get his team the win, you got to strike that decision from the books. And Sid's like, nah, decision stands. And as this conversation is happening, Wolfgang is walking up in the hallway in the background. And Shaw says, I want a one-on-one match. Uh, and he starts talking a bunch of crap about Wolfgang. And Sid's like, I can maybe make that match happen. And Wolfgang walks up behind him. And Shaw stops and says, Wolfgang's behind me, right? And Sid says, yes. And then, so he turns around, and Wolfgang's like, "Hey, why don't we make things a little interesting? Let's put some money on the line for this bout." I love Wolfgang. I love Shaw, Shaw Samuels. They're great. They're so great. Such great, well-defined characters. I know, I know. And the little bit where you know it's a tried and true comedy convention. Oh, he's right behind me, and mm-hmm. he's talking shit, but he does it perfectly with perfect timing. Uh, after that, we had Myla Grace versus Isla Dawn. Myla Grace gave Isla Dawn quite a bit of uh, if I'm if if cage match. Is to be uh, uh, believed, this was Myla Grace's 19th match. Wow. Total. According wow. to that, she only debuted in like 2019 or something hmm. like that. 
But maybe there is some matches that preceded that that simply didn't make it to cage match. I don't it's know. But possible. I think she's pretty new and she she she's pretty fun in the ring, dude. Like she was doing some cool shit, like going through legs and then like, you know, the, the buckling the knees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She was doing a lot of cool stuff here, but um Isla ended up uh, Isla Dawn ended up dodging a splash from Isla and hit her finish to get the win here, so she's back on track. Yep. Um after that we had uh commentary announcing that one half of Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate. After that nasty double cross last week, he is taking a leave of absence. After that, we had a Kenny Williams video package where he seemingly is going d- diving uh, deeper and deeper into insanity as he's uh, uh, going crazy over Tiger Turin. Yes. And they had uh, you know a bunch of shots of Tiger Turin and all sorts of crazy shit going on. Yep. Uh, after that, Noam Dar walks into Slimy Sid's office. And he says, you know, as the longest reigning Heritage Cup champion, I've cleared out the whole division. And he says, who's next? He said, I've had an epiphany. He says, I'm going to have to retire on top. He says, but I know what you're thinking, Sid. One more match in a stadium with all the fireworks, confetti and cake. Have to have cake there. And he said, the fans, can you hear them, Sid? They're chanting, please don't go. Please don't go. And he said, all right, Sid, so if you want to get on that, that's great. And he says, since it's my farewell match, I'll need double P. <laughs> that was terrific stuff. That was good. That was good. Uh, then we got Nina Samuels versus Saray. Uh, Saray wins this. Uh, she hits a top rope double stomp. We get the drop kick against the ropes. Drop kick looked great. Looked really and then, good. And then the exploder suplex to get the W. Yeah. No, this was great because Saray's awesome. Yep. Uh, after that, we had a uh, Blair Davenport video package. I think they said she's coming back next week. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. So that's cool. That's that awesome. Cool. They, she just needs a cup of coffee, and then I'll be honest, straight to main roster, not even stopping NXT main oh, roster. Right to main. Yeah, why not? Why not? All right. All right. Uh, after that, we had a Saray interview, but she's quickly interrupted by uh, Zia Brookside and Eliza Alexander. Uh, Eliza says, uh, what's this amulet all about? And Zaya's like, oh, don't touch it. She might turn into a Power Ranger. And then Zaya tells um, Saraya, hey, this is our division. Why don't you be coming here and taking opportunities from us? And then they start to back her down. <laughs> and then Mako just walks like a fucking beast around the corner. And they just scurry away. Like, oh, sorry, Mako. Sorry, Mako. Mm-hmm. And Mako's like, hey, you all right? She's like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, then we got our main event, D Familia versus Mastiff and Stars versus Briggs and Jensen versus Andrews and Wild Boar. This match was tons of fun. Yeah, it was, man. Go out of your way to check it out. Uh, uh, first team eliminated, Mark Andrews, Wild Boar, Jack Stars rolls up Mark Andrews. Uh, after that, uh, Mastiff is pinned by Raja after uh, taking two flatliners. Yeah. And so the final two teams are Briggs and Jensen against D Familia. And then Briggs pins Raja after uh, he and Jensen hit a high low combo. They are your new tag champs. Yep. Yep. They were very happy about it. Fallon came out and celebrated with mm-hmm. them. It's pretty it was pretty cool. We've got a SmackDown tonight. SmackDown's going down, of course, at, uh, I don't know, 5 Pacific, uh, 8 Eastern as normal. Yeah. Uh, we've got Ricochet uh, in a rematch against Gunther. Which is awesome because we get to see Gunther just completely annihilate Ricochet, probably even worse than before. I would think so. Sami Zayn is taking on Shinsuke Nakamura for a spot at Money in the Bank. That's right. And then didn't you mention that there's supposed to be like a Shotzi versus Aaliyah match coming up? 
Uh, it's, it was listed on Wikipedia as a match, qualifying match for Money in the Bank, but I haven't heard an official announcement about that. I just oh, took wow. Wikipedia at, at its word, which may be a, may not be the best idea. Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, uh, did, we you, gotta, did you hear about this? Hmm. Nashville, July 29th, Undertaker's One Dead Man Show. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Oh. Uh, we got a rampage tonight. Uh, apparently, there's going to be two more um, uh, buy-in uh, matches announced. Tonight oh, rampage. okay. Okay. So we have 12 matches total, nine on the main card, apparently, for Forbidden Door. Uh, matches announced for Rampage. We got Cash Wheeler versus Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb's probably going to win that one. Ooh, that's going to be a good one. Uh, we got Hook versus the DKC from the LA Dojo. Okay. Uh, Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez, who apparently have formed a tag team on uh, Dark and Elevation, they're mm. going to be in action. And then I'm guessing this is the main event, and it's probably going to be awesome. Ray Phoenix versus Andrade El Idolo. Yeah, all these seem like cool matches. Uh, two people in chat, White Brownie and Delaney, both uh, claimed that they did uh, announce, I guess, Shotzi versus Aaliyah for tonight. There we go. All last right. week. So very cool. Also, want to wish a happy birthday to Scrap Daddy, Adam Pierce. Oh. Happy birthday, Scrap it Daddy. It is official. Today is your birthday. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, let's answer a couple of questions. I've got a. Uh, community thread tab over here question thing yeah you know uh, let's see here Mayor Planet Houston says uh, it must have been frustrating for Tony when uh, the Jeff incident and all the injuries basically made him go against his journal of what had been planned for AW where would the Hardys and Moxley had been had Jeff behaved and CM Punk been in Mox's match instead so the Hardys would probably be tag champions I think that was the original plan I think so so Probably would have been. I wonder if it would have been the Hardys, the Hardys and joining Bullet Club. Maybe it might have been the Hardys and Sting and Darby taking on mm -hmm. the Young Bucks and Bullet Club. Bullet Club, that could be. That yeah. might have been the match. And then, I mean, CM Punk would still be champion. Oh, I guess where Mox would have been. Mox. Uh, so apparently, I think in the in the in the newsletter, I think it was it, uh, Mox was supposed to be in the tag match with Shooter and Eddie. It was oh, that be makes Eddie, sense. Eddie, Mox, and Shooter against Jericho, yeah. Sammy, and Suzuki. That was okay. The original. That makes idea a ton of sense. That makes yeah. a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, F Pop Entertainment. Do you think Saber versus Danielson happens at All Out this year? Hopefully, they will do a couple for Ben Doors per year. That would be awesome. They should. I would love to see that. We uh, talk about that uh, tomorrow on our latest episode of Count Out. We're going to mm -hmm. take a look at. Uh, forbidden door matches that would have happened in a semi-perfect world. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason Lewis says, if you could book a forbidden door event from any other era, oh wow, when would it be and what are your three biggest matches? I mean, I feel like, you know, NWA versus WWF back in oh, like, you know. Attitude era, WCW versus WWF. There you go. Yeah. Stone Cold versus Goldberg. Mm -hmm. uh, the Rock versus, versus NWO. DX versus NWO. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Um, Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan in 1985 or something. Yeah. Do that match. Uh, Tyler Warden, what's the biggest takeaway you hope to come from Forbidden Door? Everybody leaves healthy and not injured. <laughs> we yeah. don't need any more injuries right now. Yeah. Um, you know what? I feel like just, I don't know, anecdotally speaking, because of the injuries, because of 
the nature of the card, a lot of people are kind of down on it and they're like, oh man, this isn't what we wanted. Maybe because expectations are low, they'll just, they'll knock it out of the park completely. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it'll get a lot of positive buzz and more people will watch and everybody will be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I hope the end result is, is something that people are excited about and potentially excited to see continue in the future. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no Haven says, what other company should be involved with a second forbidden door pay-per-view? Well, impact, of course, triple a action coast wrestling. There we go. Thousand percent. Uh, yeah. Now uh, let's see here. So, uh, Nikhil asked, do you think forbidden door two would happen in Japan? Would any forbidden door pay-per-views happen in Japan. I certainly would love that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they would think they could get the like I think so much of it depends on the money situation. Mm-hmm. If they think they could get the type of gate to justify doing it in Japan, um then yeah, I would I would love to see that. Yeah, and I think the 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 odds of it, you know, in terms of doing well in terms of ticket sales may maybe would be improved if if they could do it after Kenny Omega returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they could do? Given that Wrestle Kingdom is now three nights. Oh, do one what if night you make, AEW versus New Japan, yeah. The third night of Wrestle Kingdom this year was the Noah crossover. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you have the third night of Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, that's uh, a good idea. AEW. That's a good idea. There you go. All right. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.